everybody. My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Casual Friday. I am under the weather, but I like to try to think of myself uh, most of the time as a person who keeps his commitments. And so I am here. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, um, but I am here because I'm going to sniffle the whole time. I'm going to get up here and there and and go get Kleenex and and do all the things that I hate doing in front of people. I, I hate doing anything that you do in the bathroom in front of people. I cannot stand it. I don't like, I, I sit down proudly when I pee. I don't give a fuck if that doesn't make me a man. I just do that because the last thing I would want on my toilet seat is the streaks of some guy who used my bathroom wiping his piss off the seat because once you get over 35, it just there's no way to predict where the stream goes. So I don't like sniffling and blowing my nose in front of people. I don't like any of that shit. So um, on that note, <laughs> I could be very like pragmatic about how I do the show today. I would like to welcome my co-host. His name is Douglas from the Eager Beaver podcast. <clears throat> I don't remember what animal you are. Are you the bear or are you the, what are you? <laughs> I'm the, the beaver. beaver. That's the beaver. ironic, right? Given your lifestyle, isn't it? A little bit like <laughs> you're not. You're not so. you're, sometimes you're you are what you eat, but sometimes I guess you're not, right? Like, <laughs> well, all I I definitely believe that you are what you eat. I mean, you know, tarts, fruits, mm, nuts. You could have been. You could have totally done a Canadiana spin on it and been like uh, the log driver, and just used that as a. <laughs> <laughs> no uh bear was because of the voice oh okay right right okay yeah and because i mean i i started eager beaver you know about like 10 years ago as a blog so i mean yeah yeah so yeah, i'm definitely the beaver okay yeah. um if you are what you eat right now i'm nothing oh <laughs> literally nothing my it's words, very buddhist of you. my words and my feet i've been eating a lot lately i think <laughs> You know what I found myself doing lately in, in this little small hot town? Sauce for the foot? What's that? Did you have some hot sauce for the foot? No. I put it in a bucket of turmeric. It's fine. Oh. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Um, I, I've, been, I've been noticing, because uh, I live in one of the craziest ridings ever. Um, what's her face? Cheryl Gallant is my federal MP. Oh, my word. You yeah, poor, she's nuts. Poor, poor, there poor. are houses with Trump 20. 24 and don't tread on me flags in front of them and fuck Trudeau flags and everything like that. And every time I go to the grocery store, I have to defend the, um, I have to defend a, a, uh, uh, not every time, but like at least once a week, I go to the grocery store a lot. I I, I enjoy grocery shopping and I like to buy the meals that I eat that day. So I do that. Mm -hmm. And there's always an old man who is like, you know, Hey, you're looking pretty good to the 15 or 16 year old girl. That's like behind the counter. And I'm just like, and I'm always, any, I have a line. I'm like, sir, do you know what a hebophile is? And they're always like, what? Do you know what a hebophile is? They're like, no, I don't. Oh, okay. It's in the pedophile family. And it's, it's not quite a pedophile because pedophiles like people who are prepubescent. But hebophiles like the vulnerability of a young girl who's underage and they flirt with them, which is what you're doing right now. And I suggest that you stop it. And they always like walk away all stunned or whatever because I guess no one ever tells them. Most people just go, oh, you, to the old men that do that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm fortunate. Um, if, if, and I've said this before. If anyone ever accuses me of like hitting on a young girl, don't believe it. I, I don't even find um, women under the age of 30 attractive anymore. And uh, my women need to have some of that feminine fat that comes with like, you know, age and experience. 
I want, um, you know, I like breasts that look like they were breastfed and are lower than they were 20 years ago because it makes me feel like she's a woman. <laughs> An experience. Mm. I'm attracted to that. I'm going to be one of those dudes when I'm 60. I'm going to be like, I like them 65. <laughs> I do. Well, that's that's what happened to me, actually. It's really interesting that you said that. I have yeah. always, always, always liked older, always been attracted. And, and all my life, even like my friends, mm. people, people my own age when I was young bored me. Yeah, <laughs> we're interested in hanging around with older people, but yeah. I'd always been in, uh, attracted and interested in older. And irony of ironies, my beaver sweetie is like nine years younger. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah, and we've been together. We've been together like 10, 10, 11 years. So yeah. So he's like forty. Yep. He looks younger though, doesn't he? I don't know. I yes. thought you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so wow, you're totally going against your. So I guess maybe totally. it's not Listen, a preference on paper. This thing should not work. <laughs> On paper, it should not work at all. He's hung like and a fucking donkey, isn't he? That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Well, yeah. let's just say he's got rugby player legs. Oh, do you like that? The thick, uh, like thick uh, uh, tree trunk he, legs. He's thick. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah okay. Nice big thick legs. Actually, I remember on our our. Because we met, we met at a charity event like this, but when we had our first uh, actual date, mm -hmm. um, he was actually greet me, greet me at the door, and then walked up the stairs, and I just like, oh damn, I am so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like, oh man. And uh, something else I happened for this guy. And I... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to have emotion, emotional attachment for a man. So I don't know what, it, what it's like to like actually want to be uh, like as a couple with one. But I can I can imagine it being a little bit easier. I really enjoy those jokes that are totally inappropriate about how this um, what, what does the lesbian bring on the on a on a, on a first date or a second date and it's a u-haul what's a second date yeah for the gay men it's what what's the second date i, I, I like no, that no that's because that's awesome. it, it implies something it implies yeah. a mutual understanding of this can work or this cannot work right and so there's, there's i mean i'm sure it's not like that's a generalization i'm sure there's right. a lot of like oh, yeah. you know people that you know do, do do gay men get divorced at the same rate as as straight couples um, from what I, in the early, I, I haven't seen any recent data, but I know that in the earlier years, like before we had, when we were making the case for uh, same sex marriage, uh -huh. they were looking at couples and how long they were together and they did tend to be together longer. Okay. That yeah. first couple that gets credit for being the first couple married, but really isn't the, uh, mm -hmm. the guy with the curly blonde frosted tips hair or whatever they yeah, got divorced like five years Michaels. later i think yeah i think they got divorced like five years later didn't they yes sir yeah i believe they did i'm not yeah. sure how long they were married but yeah I, I do remember hearing that because and i was like oh damn yeah. <laughs> you know because yeah it, it was so symbolic you wanted it to last right so I was like, yeah oh, damn. yeah i don't know i think I, I was telling you off air i don't i don't know if everyone's born gay because i'm strongly considering becoming gay strongly considering it. how may i help i don't know see I, I i i very much am attracted to women so so when i'm with a, when i'm when i have a girlfriend i let her know and it's not because i even care about this at all i don't watch lesbian pornography at all but i let her know look um i'll probably feel a little bit inadequate if you like cheat on me with the guy but just to let you know in case you want to roll that way i could give a fuck if you 
have sex with a woman. I, I don't care at all. Mm. And I don't know how my straight brain, the wiring I have in my straight brain would actually translate that to the gay lifestyle. I don't know. Oh, what I can I, tell you that. I can tell you that right away. Okay. Okay. Uh, just like there are um, people who identify as straight who are still a little heteroflexible. Right. Right. There are people who identify as gay who are a little homoflexible. Yeah. I've dated a few uh, hetero curious lesbians. So, um, so there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people that are threatened, you know, say if you sleep with another guy, I get that. But if you sleep with a woman, well, she's giving you something I clearly can't. Right. right? Okay. Uh, so that, and then, um, often there's, uh, uh, with the whole bisexuality thing, there are some gay people that are okay dating a bisexual. And then there are some gay people that just will not because of the, the risk. Is it bisexual or bi-emotional? Like, like if you can't fall in love with the same sex, are you really bisexual? Or actually, are you only bisexual, but not really? Like, I feel like that name is not the right moniker. I feel like... Well, I would be- figure that more people, I mean, the sexual part involves the sex, right? So I'm thinking probably there are a whole lot more people that are way more bi-emotional than bisexual. Maybe. Because I mean, the, the, there are there are women I love with all my heart, right? Like just, there are women I I have like one girlfriend from university. We had that thing, you know. It's like if nobody has snatched either of us up by the time we we're forty, yeah, it's like you know, shit. Yeah. it's like we are getting married. We are going to have such a great life. Listen, I won't be able to satisfy you. You won't be able to satisfy me. So you know, it's like if you find something, we'll find you know, we'll, we'll make rules like this. But we are living together and we are having a freaking good life. Just, yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's interesting. No, because I, I I love her with all my heart. I would do anything for her. I think right. what I'm actually doing is that because I I'm I'm pretty you know I'm I'm a straight guy I, and I and I actually think what I'm doing is trying to figure out a way to not get hurt again in a relationship with a woman, and then just like go through the motions and find a man who will just uh, you can do whatever you want but let's just have the facade of of a gay couple so I can get a tax break and not have to worry about um, getting my heart broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, <laughs> there are plenty of arrangements like that. Trust me. I have no doubt. And I would but, love to I do mean, that in this small town because they are homophobic as fuck in this small town. I would love just to like flaunt it as like the pretend gay guy just to get them used to something that they fucking can't stand and are afraid of. I, I love that idea. I really do. <laughs> I'm now they'd probably be going, oh, God, property values is going to go up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, that's another thing. I'm going to have to become really, in. Yay! You know what? I just realized I can't do this. I'm not going to be, because I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be uh, someone who's neat. So I don't have any of the stereotypes. Ah. I have better shoes now, but they're all hip-hop shoes-ish, you know? Like, that's not really a, a gay thing, like, you know? It's a very homophobic genre. I admit that. You know, like I don't. Mm. Are there a lot of gay hip hop heads? Because I feel like there isn't. A lot of gay hip hop heads. Oh yeah. no, no! I would assume there are, Partic- particularly the lesbians. Oh right, the lesbians. Yeah, yeah. Lesbians are good. But no, no, no. There, there, there are. There are. There's. It's probably like all things older generations less, and you know. And I mean, now, I mean, I, I think it was, I think today itself was, I saw something that is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Oh yes. Yes, it is. It's yeah. uh, well, all year we're people like me are celebrating, you know? Yeah. I'm, but I'm, I mean, uh, you know, we're getting to, we're getting to the, the, the age now where there are people in uh seniors homes who are listening to 
<laughs> I can't right? wait for that. That has been a concept of mine for like 20 years. A, a, a futuristic old folks home in like 2070. Oh, where, hey. it's, all, where it's all like and and hip hop right? and like Wu Tang Clan and stuff. Imagine right? old seniors like getting down to Wu Tang. Like it's, that is the greatest like visual of all time. Like this with like the piercings and the tats and. <laughs> oh my god, the sleeve tattoos! You, know, you want to see mine, and they have to restretch their skin because it's all wrinkly <laughs> and hanging everywhere, and the tramp stamps that are now below your ass crack somehow. You know, like it's just oh, it's amazing. Uh, I, I but it's like I, you know that um that Eddie Murphy and Bunny thing. The Aunt Bunny sketch where the little boy didn't want to kiss his Aunt Bunny because she had a little mustache. I, I think I sort of recall it, but not yeah. hand. And I'm thinking it's like, if you didn't want to kiss your aunt because you had a mustache, man, there's got to be a lot of freaked out grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> go, go kiss grandma. It's like, she's got a spider on her neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> That is hilarious, actually. That, that 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 concept, I can't believe it hasn't been done yet. I've told TV producers, I'm like, you can just take it. I don't care because I know it would be a fucking hit. I know it. Can like, you imagine the nurse is cha- has to change change a gentleman like this? Is like, oh, Prince Albert. <laughs> so funny. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Agnes, we're going to, for some reason, I'm still giving them like 1800s names, but even though it's 27.3, but, but it's more funny that way. When you tell Agnes, we're probably going to have to take your nipple rings out now, just because, you know, they're getting in the way of the, um, the, the just, yeah, yeah, they keep, they keep on getting stuck on your belt loop. And I don't think it's a good idea to have them anymore. Like, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to show my disapproval of society? Well, Agnes, um, you're 87. You know, maybe it's time that you drop that. Here's your Wu Tang Clan. Now go back and fucking do whatever you need to do. You know? <laughs> fucking amazing. Because when I was a kid, I used to think that everyone, when they got old, just reverted back to like, um, you know, classical and Sinatra and like, you know. That kind of shit. Like maybe the Beatles is as late as any old person will go, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Like you, you go back to what you grew up with, and mm-hmm. I grew up with NWA, and I can't fucking wait to be a ninety-year-old man, like, you know, like straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube, and not having teeth, and it just the way that that would look and sound is amazing to me. That's when you know, like, life is really kind of special. When a 90-year-old man is gumming the words to straight out of Compton, you know? And what about porn? It's so much more acceptable now. The porn in old folks' home is going to be weird, dude. Like, like, oh, my God, they're going to probably secretly make it. It's going to be, like, they're definitely going to be more sexual old people, like, in in 30, 40 years than there is, like, now or in the last 30 years, I think. It's pretty high now, apparently, that there's... I've I, I read many times over the past few years the incidents of uh, STIs in seniors' homes. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, it's yeah. like uh, <laughs> yeah, just they're getting down. Just, just a hand job, Agnes. <laughs> you know, you know, get your tit off the floor and come meet me in my room. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Mabel and Fred, I got yeah. extra pudding. <laughs> <laughs> our balls are so long that you use it to catch oh man 
No, but you walk true. to the bathroom like this with your squirt all stretched out just so you can deposit it in the bathroom without having to spill it. I yeah, don't know why. No, it's true though. But it's like what you know, seniors, man, it, it's going to be interesting by the time you know I I, I get there. But my my yeah. seniors' plan, however, is uh, I, I'm going the Golden Girls route. Oh, house three friends, maybe an attending coming in every now and then, tons of cheesecake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I'm going to be the old man that tries to lay Blanche. <laughs> I think I'm going to be Blanche. <laughs> You're going to be Blanche? Okay. Gonna, oh yeah, I'm Blanche. <laughs> I'm going to be Blanche. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll be uh, the, the old lady. Or maybe from Dorothy. I'll be the old lady from Sicily. Yeah. Going, I might end up on being the lamb and little Italy, literally a little league legend at eleven, allegedly. Come on, girls, let's do this. And like, oh my God, the rapping. Oh my God, the rapping when in 30 40 years oh my god eminem when he's 80 that's gonna be dope <laughs> he's gonna do shows like my mailbox yeah he's gonna do an unplugged show right when he's like 75 for all the old heads that miss classic hip-hop because by then hip-hop's just gonna be like it's like that now basically like like it's not even going to be it's just going to be like weird sounds like modern dancing kind of weird shit and uh and then eminem's going to do an unplugged show for like whatever mtv will be called then and it's going to be dope he's going to he's and he's going to nail it too because he's eminem. Yeah. <laughs> the future's going to be oh, fucked because of that shit i i i have something and i i should not say that no say i'm it. not i i will not it's, do it's casual friday that. you have to say it i will Type not it in do the thing and make me say it Make me say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I won't even credit you. I'll just say it's mine. <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> you, can just see, you can just see him on stage. Hey, lady, you know it's going to hit. You like that shit. You like that. No, no, really, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, my God. He's going to diss himself. <laughs> I drop more shit than me after pasta time or something, right? Like, like, you know, it's going to be hilarious. I used to be hard, but I haven't been hard in 35 years because, you know, I can't get hard unless I see some, um, unless my tears or my lubricant. I don't know what the fuck. I'm too, I'm too fucking sick to rhyme. That's the one thing I can't do when I'm sick is, is think on the spot. I really can't. I don't even know what I've said over the last 10 minutes. I have no fucking idea, you know? Do you get sick like that? Do you get stupid when you get sick? Because I do. Um, y- yes. When I'm sick enough, yeah. I tried to have Real a meeting stupid. today. I tried to have a meeting today with uh, with my publisher. And I was, I, I, I was like, he talked for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't get any of that, even though you're crystal clear. And uh, I'm going to go now. And t- I'll talk to you on Monday. He's like, James, yep. this is really important. I'm like. I'm not capable of having a conversation. I don't want to fucking do this meeting right now because I don't have anything to contribute because I'm fucking sick and my brain hurts and my sinuses. Oh, that's the most annoying thing. I would rather have a broken arm than mm. just fucked up sinuses. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Cause then the broken mm-hmm. arm, you can get attention. <laughs> you can doodle on it. You know, there's something to do with sinuses. You're just like, I'm not a cokehead, everyone. No, it's not allergies either, because that's the excuse of a cokehead. But, but I think I've damaged my septum from all the years that I did blow to the point mm. now where it's like, it's just the worst experience ever. Like I should, really? I, I, I'm going to go get a Kleenex. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't bring them with me. I'm going to go get them, and I'm going to leave you for about okay. 21 seconds. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> 21 seconds, eh? No, no, not cocaine. <laughs> Christopher. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so while he's gone, uh, I, um, if you are <clears throat> seeing this, there's a reason I'm all in pink. <laughs> Hello, Douglas. Hello. How long was I gone for? Uh, probably about 21 seconds. Okay. I'm, re- I'm actually pretty good at that. You know what I can do, which is weird? I know what time it is when I wake up in the middle of the night. Okay. I can guess it within five minutes. If it's 327, 418, 512, it doesn't okay. matter. I can always, I have a, the craziest biological clock, whatever you call it. Um, I've never used a, uh, uh, an alarm clock. Right. And I'm hardly ever late for anything. Okay. If I have to get up at six and I go to bed at three, I'm getting up at six. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. I have my alarm set at uh, six thirty at the latest for the the morning show in case something like I happen to go to bed like really terribly late or something. Um, but about ninety five percent of the time I'm up before it. And uh, oh my my my, uh, <laughs> I, I'm up. Wow wow wow, that looks good. I'm up before it, and uh, so yeah, I never have to use it, which is kind of weird because I never used to be a morning Hello, person. David. Sorry, sorry. Hey, how you doing, David? That light is not working for anyone. anyone. Contour. Hold on. Oh. Get, 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 that, that light is like blinding my audience. No. Sue, no. It's a ring light. It's all the rage in France. It's, it's supposed no. to be on the other side, facing you, not behind you. But it's too bright, dude. Like that, right? Yeah, like that. That's like psychotic romper room, what you're doing right now. And I see James and Douglas. Oh, like this. Oh, yeah. I see okay. James. This is not. Anyways. David Wishart, everybody. DW. Terrible bit. DW Terrible is, bit. Is, is. Yeah, that was a bad bit. He Obviously, always opened light the ring light bit. For anyone. I don't, even know, I don't know how to turn it off. That ring light is so bright that you need it like 30 feet away from you. Wow. Yeah. Boom. There we go. How's that? How you doing, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. Great. David is a friend that I've known while. since I was what? Seven, David? Yeah, six or seven. Seven. Okay. seven. Sure. Yeah, okay, we'll we've been seven. on the show once together. Yeah, you guys have been on the show together once. David, it's been a while. David is the classic uh, guest that never can make it when he says, send me a link. Send me a link. And then he's always like, I'm recording. I'm recording. So... Yeah. Um, David is, uh, is, is in an interesting time in his musical um, journey. He is now making very short songs with very interesting yeah. visuals. And um, it's, it's actually really in, intriguing and interesting. It's not bad. It's just like, I'm like, wh- why isn't he doing like a full song? That's what I'm kind of curious about. Why are your songs like 50 seconds or a minute? Honestly, I don't know i feel like we're in this time where people don't have <laughs> the time oh. to even listen to a full song so i just, just so you're catering to, to the short attention span of the public and just throw it out there, you know yeah you're, you're catering to short attention sure. spans yeah yeah oh well that's good yeah <laughs> i i have been I noticing mean, that over the last like three or four years just like, even the pop songs a lot of them come in under three minutes now there seems to be no bridges anymore to push them over three. 
Yeah. Well, in, 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 to be fair to, to artists that don't follow that formula anymore, th- that, was in, that was constructed for radio advertising. Mm-hmm. Three minutes uh, was the amount of time that you could have a song on between ads. You know, 3.30 at the most, but the ideal one was three because then you could do two and then before before you had to do like there was it was rare unless it was like friday night or whatever unless they had some weird special thing or whatever that like uninterrupted music for an hour most of the time it was like two songs max before a commercial mm-hmm. and that was usually 6 12 18 there'd be three spots uh, or Blocks, four spots yeah. between uh between uh 12 and 12:30 or whatever every half an hour and it was fucking like awful. Like really. Like when I found that out, I was almost re- I was contrarian just about that. I was like, well, fuck ever doing a three minute song ever again. I'm gonna write a song that's twelve minutes. I don't care. And I, you know, and I never did. I actually kind of used the three and a half, three minute thing as a cr- as a as a as a crutch. It was like mm. hip hop was like so formulaic from like nineteen eighty eight to like nineteen ninety nine, where it was always sixteen bars for your verse four bars for your uh first hook 16 bars for your second verse eight bars for your second hook and then 16 bars if you happen to have a third verse and then like maybe a f- two bar bridge just a little tiny bridge or whatever but it was yeah, that's why you could always play one hip-hop song over another beat because it was always constructed exactly the same way hmm. oh so they would match up over each other even kind now the instrumentals you- that i that i gravitate towards on youtube that i use to write with are all constructed. Like I could throw a rhyme that I wrote in like 1994 over top of this instrumental and the verse will end exactly where it's supposed to before the hook starts, no matter what. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Christopher Smith's like, remember Bridges? Yeah, I sort of went the opposite way. I'm like, you know what? I could, I'm going to make these short and I'm going to make them interesting and yeah. keep them under well, a they minute. Are. You know I, what I mean? Just like, maybe I'll go, yeah. I'll go grab one. Yeah, please. Um, do, Douglas, are you in on the producer side right now, or are you just in as a guest? I'm just in as a guest. Okay. Because I don't know how to... I don't have the uh, gear that Paul does to just play a YouTube video, so I have to find a site that will allow me to, like, you know, actually, um, you know, uh, download, oh. download a YouTube video without, like, okay. fishing me and all that, you know? Dave, what do you call DW Songs? Yeah. DW songs on uh, YouTube. Okay. So which one do you want to play? Uh, you escapes give... the road. Why don't you play uh, the playa? Playa. The... Playa. <laughs> when I first read it, my I... wife actually shot this. She oh, it's actually I can a team download effort. It. I can download it. We work together. I we write the, we write the music together, and then she shoots the videos and edits them. That's right. I have YouTube Premium. So I don't get ads and I can download videos without having to go through a stupid site. That's awesome. I forgot about that. Well done, Jamesy. Well done, sir. Okay. Um, so David, do you want to set up this, uh, this song? You, it was, was it inspired by anything specific or? It was actually the video. It was sort of inspired by like Jane's addiction, like mid nineties kind of like rock videos with like the sort of like the dark tones. Um, okay. Yeah. My wife put it together. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? <sighs> I think we shot that beach in uh, Cuba. I think we were in Cuba. Okay. Where, where did it go? <laughs> Sorry, I can't find where where that went. Ooh, uh, anticipation. 
Well, hold on. Guys. Well, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves, guys. You don't have to like make me feel like you know, downloaded. Where is it? Pardon me. Uh, <clears throat> so, is oops. Is there something that inspired you to, to go shorter or is it just really just you thought there was a market there? David. I don't know. I just kind of just started doing it. It felt right. You know, it's just, just sort of ended up doing, going that way. Just sort of these ideas for music and videos came together. Hold on a second. What's wrong? Wow. What's going on? David, are you yelling at someone? Uh, I, I can't say that I can tell you. <laughs> David, are you yelling at someone? What's going on? Oh, man. Okay, David, what, what's going on, David? Where is he? Did he go somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he, I'm still he, blacked trying to out, fucking, he blacked out his screen. I don't know how to do this. I just don't know how to do this. I, I don't know how to fucking, like, apparently I can download this shit, but I can't find where the download went. Does oh. that make any sense? Um... Okay, I'm going to really? refresh. I'm going to refresh. <laughs> and I'm going to try to download again. Download. Oh, man. Download. Downloaded. Where is it? You fucking... Okay, th- I know this is a boring show, guys, but I'm sick, and I don't care. That's what I... That's how I, do <laughs> I don't know why I can't find the download. I, I don't know where it went. Uh, desktop? Where the fuck are you going? Uh, Hold on. What, what's the web address? Maybe I can find it, and we can do it the other way. Okay. Um, it is. Okay. Uh, songs. Yeah, I'm just gonna send it to you in the thing. Um, sorry guys, sorry, but I'm sick. Fuck it, fuck it. This is like ultra casual Friday. This is like the most casual Friday ever. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, anyways, um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, um, there we go. I don't know how long I'm gonna last. I, I I'm not even like cognizant that there's an audience. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh yeah, people. I forgot about, about this. Do you see anything? Uh, Eager Beaver would like to share their screen. You can add them as a guest here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Oh, wow. There you go. So how do I, are you controlling the, the play? Yeah, I, I would play it. So do you want to wait for him to come back before we do it? No, so we can no hear? fuck that. Fuck that. He's yelling at his wife. He could be forever. So let's just play it. I don't know how good it is to everybody. It's called Playa, but I think he's calling it Playa. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Can you turn it up? really obscure actually (laughs) this is is too artsy I have a problem with this (laughs) because it's about to end and nothing happened It's a song intro. Come on, David. Hold on. David has a good one though. David, he does have a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find I, David's good one. Well, no, know. that's not a bad one. It's, it's just a mood one. Yeah, 
it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Um, Nevada to lost today, came around. Okay, this one's good. Which one? Uh, this one. That one. All right. I will click it up. It's like, this one is like endearing. It's an actual song in that it doesn't just have one part that plays over and over again. Yeah, but th- this one is, uh, it's it's two minutes 41. It's not his short ones. No, fuck his short ones. This one's great. I like okay. That. Yeah. All right, then. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, look at him. So like living room. It's amazing. Too young to touch the ground. Remember when you were ten? Remember when you were ten? very first year of college I like this I like that. There's something like it's country-ish, and but there's something punk rock to his voice. Yeah, it's like it's like grunge. Yeah, like like it's like when grunge was sad and depressing. You know, <laughs> my favorite line in uh, in one of the Simpsons episode, the Homer Palooza episode, was like, um, are, "Are you being sarcastic, man?" And he's like, "I don't even know anymore, man." <laughs> Yes, that inc- that that captures the early '90s like nothing mm-hmm. else. It was really kind of fashionable to be depressed in the '90s. Like, oh yeah, like, absolutely. Oh yeah, the dark. The, oh yeah, that's 
that's how I discovered my love for Depeche Mode and New Order and all of them. I went this one actually made me think of New Order, actually. I went to poetry class, like as an extracurricular kind of thing. And, and I remember wanting to impress Heather Middleton by writing a really Ooh. dark poem. And it fucking worked. <laughs> a last word, my last line, one of the poems, I don't remember the whole thing, but it was uh, a last word in a barrel blast, a world I kiss, a life I cast. I wasn't suicidal, but I, I kind of wrote that I was just to impress the girl and she fucking liked it. What does that say about both of us? You know? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The first poem I ever wrote was, uh, was when my grandpa died on my birthday. I turned 11 and, uh, sorry, sorry. I don't want to blow my nose because I don't want the string of snot to like happen. So I'm going to dab. I'm going to like you do with, uh, like good carpet, you dab, right? You know how I learned that? Um, uh, from the from American Gangster when uh, oh, yes. Washington was playing Bumpy Johnson, not Bumpy Johnson, but Frank, whatever. And he was like, you dab that shit. You dab it. You don't fuck it. You don't smear it. You dab it. Anyways, that's my Denzel. But um, uh, it, it was, uh, that's how I discovered writing. I, I didn't know that, like I knew, I, I was a shitty writer before that because I was a kid, right? And I didn't know anything. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to be a storyteller, but my stories... I always, because I, I, I think I was an ADHD kid, so I always ended my stories like, and then me and my friends found a way out of this trouble, and then it was like I always just ended it abruptly. But um, this one was like I was already writing rhymes by eleven. Okay. So I wrote a poem, and it was, uh, uh, it was, it was for my grandpa, and it was probably one of the most uh, honest things I ever wrote. And uh, it was, I don't, I don't recall the words right now. I'm trying to right now, but I can't. But um, it made me want to uh write all the time and 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 to the point now where my my friend matt hansen and i joke anytime something bad happens in one of our lives like if we have a death of a family member or a friend what without fail one of us will write to the other one uh hey man sorry about your loss but you know dot 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 good for writing Mm -hmm. that's our like gallows humor joke and it's you know (laughs) but it's true you know, sorry about your mom. I know she was like, she's a great lady. She passed away. I get it. But, you know, think of the writing. You know, the writing probably yeah. not, but it's probably pretty good. No, yeah, yeah. I hear you. A friend, a friend of me, a friend of mine uh, um, who, who has since passed gave me the same advice. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, books that whenever he went to some someplace and he saw some like little, you know, sort of like leather bound books to write in that caught his eye. He'd always pick one up, pick one up and. And every now and then, if he had like friends that were that were writing, he'd send them one every now and then. It's like just if he hadn't seen them write for a while, and it's sort of like you know, hey, write recipes, your grocery list, something like this. Just write. There's <laughs> a whole there's a whole website dedicated to I think it's famous writers, but I think maybe there's a non-famous writer thing too. But um, I think the popular one is the famous writer, where they all share their really shitty poetry from when they were in like grade school and high school, and it's fucking awesome. And I just remembered that poem. So the poem is. Um, you sat me on your knee and taught me things when I was young. I looked up to you for confidence. If you refused, my stomach stung. Um, I did that only because of the alliteration, which I just learned like the day before what alliteration was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life you love to live, but disguised by looks and curses. Now all that I can give you is art of thoughts and verses. Why did you not to relate to your son, whom today I call my father? If you were here, would you explain why now he doesn't bother? Last night your photo gazed at me and tears soaked through my shirt. It seems I need more help 
and it seems I need uh, seems I need something and more help to stop the hurt. I can't remember what that one word is. Um, but still, I wish to be just like you, as wise and strong as brave and brave. Just let me one time visit you and gently kiss your grave. Because my dad never let me go to the funeral, and I was really pissed off. Oh. But that, that and I just realized now that I was 11, and I already knew my dad had that cats in the cradle vibe of not yeah really spending time with me or whatever. So fuck, you know, yeah, weird. Anyway, I'm not trying to make it dark. I'm just trying to. No, no, no. But that's that's. It's therapeutic. I, I don't want to underestimate young people because I don't. That right. seemed prodigious for 11, but there are a lot of really, really, really bright kids. So, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, I don't know. I just always had a knack of, of, of especially when it rhymed, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it rhymed when it went. I, I, I've been mathematically looking at the English language for since I was like 10, like mm-hmm. literally looking at it like it's math, like, um, syllable counts and what rhymes and everything that's why i love hearing rappers talk about their process and i hate it when white rappers um hate on eminem or or like you see these little like shorts or whatever that are like here's eminem doing the uh doing the lawn he's like this lawnmower would like i could pawn more and get but and it's just like and i've heard a white rapper once say you know all he does is just rhyme words and i'm like that's literally the craft of rapping like that's what do you what is your problem with him you know like they they have a weird way of looking at his skill and they're just, they there's it's mostly white rappers that do this to him they they say things like oh he's not he's not as good as everyone thinks he is he just places words um in the middle of sentences that so it can rhyme with the last word of the last sentence and then he'll, and i'm like yeah that's called patterns like what the fuck are you talking about you know like it's it's amazing how the the jealousy of white rappers with eminem it's amazing they, like they criticize him more than anyone it's crazy. Jeez. dab dab yeah i don't get that yeah. so just give people their due yeah um i had the jealousy of eminem when i was in my uh early 20s you know, I, I, cause I felt like I could have, if I, if I worked harder, I could have been him. I really thought that, Okay. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's weird. Cause when you're, when you're a hip hop guy, you have to have confidence like that, right. even if it's misplaced or hubris or whatever, right. you kind of have right. to have it. And then if your skill level matches your confidence, then you're good. And oftentimes right. it doesn't, right. It doesn't. Well, it does, and you find out, but then you can work on skills. But it's very similar to acting, actually. You know, when you when you go to an audition, it's like you, if you're not confident, you have to like you're an actor, act it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a. Uh, there are things like that for some reason. You know, the the, the, the a healthy dose of cocky. Yeah, totally. is not a bad thing, you know. Even like sports, you know, it's like like I play curling. Every time I get in the hack to throw a stone, it's like no matter how hard the shot being asked to me is, it's I freaking got this. Yeah, you have to, like like with you sports, just have to with sports with uh, with all that kind of shit. Like you, you just. You know, and and by the way, someone mentioned. I think I put it up. Sorry, I'm not looking at that. What fascinates me is the freestyle subconscious aspect. It's magic. It really is. When I was decent at it, because I always say, anytime someone brings up the word freestyling, I I am first of all, it has a definition, and right. it is not what 
the modern rappers started to, to, to fuck with the definition and say, oh, it's just a rhyme no one's heard before. No, it is not. It is a rhyme that you think of off the top of your dome in that moment right? that you've never said before. And if you happen to like here and there, cherry pick something that you've written just to sort of get you through that bar, that's acceptable. But for the most part, like I did a, a, a show called Eat the Beat um, back in 2003, where I got rappers to stand in front of a screen that was playing an instrumental and shooting off graphics. And the rappers had to freestyle based on what they saw float across the screen. Okay. And so it was, it was front proof. Like you could not fuck with it. Right. Right. And it was, and and that's to me what, what rapping really is. In fact, I'll share that with you because I know how to share things now and we'll maybe watch a little bit of that because it was dope. And it was my buddy, Nigel and this kid Maslow. And, um, and yeah, they just like, it was, it is the, I have so much respect for freestyling, like for actually making up the shit off the top of your head. I have had moments where I've been really good, but not, I'm not a practitioner or a tactician. Like I've like friends of mine were and like people like black thought, you know, and, and the way the battle scene used to be where it was like, it was to beats. It wasn't acapella, you know, it was to actual beats. And, um, and you basically were, were going to be the winner. If you fucking, um, if you were to, uh, what do you, what am I, I'm searching for words here. Cause I'm sick. Um, if you were to uh, use the guy who just rhymed against you, his lyrics against you, it's called something, and I can't remember, come back or a callback or whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, like fucking Shane, help me out, Floyd Bumby. Shane, like, what is it called? Like when you when you, it's like a response when you reply to someone's lyric and and you say they they know that you made it up. I can't. You know what? I couldn't think of the fucking word oh. rectangle the other day. I really couldn't. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I, I was, I was interviewing Joe Williamson and I was talking about how we're catering to fucking some really bad shit. And like, and, and my example was, uh, was, um, fucking algorithms and vertical videos because of the software okay. thing with shorts and all yes. that. And like and how they, we, like people used to make fun of Trudeau, like gen, like, like millennials and gen Z or whatever used to make fun of Trudeau for his vertical videos. And mm-hmm. now, because of the AI programming and the vertical sphere or whatever, where all of our shorts have to be vertical videos. And I tilted my, the TV's not there, and I tilted my camera over there to show them, like, what would we do if we, would, if we took that TV and made it vertical instead of the, the elongated square that it actually, I'm like, what am I looking for? And he's like, are you looking for the word rectangle? And I'm like, I think I am. I forgot <laughs> rectangle. Like, I literally forgot rectangle. I'm worried that I might have like, you know, early onset fucking dementia or something. I, I forget things like that all the time now. Like, Jeez. yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's when I'm switching languages from English to French. It's like I realize yeah. that I'm talking about a subject that I actually learned in French, not in English. So I don't actually have the jargon. And I'm sitting there and I was like, you know, the, 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 the. Yeah, it's like you're. It's like, but you used to translate. That's like I know, but it's it's just like coming to me. I yeah. don't. I never use that word in English. I only use it in French. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are we going to make our TVs like like rectangles that are vertical, like eventually because of this fascination with vertical videos? All of a sudden, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Probably have it on some type of swivel that you just like. Um. Anyways, can you press play on this? And I'm just absolutely. Gonna... 
and I'm gonna maybe uh, take take five while while this plays. But it's uh, this is called Eat the Beat. This is like basically a, a pilot that I created that didn't go anywhere because Farley Flex and Jake Gold from Canadian Idol uh, tried to steal it and then recreated it in a way that was horrible and whack. So and that's a whole other story. Fucking hate those guys. I really do. All right. <laughs> The following television program contains explicit lyrics. The producers do not share the opinions of the MCs. Viewer discretion is strongly recommended. 18 years old, that's my motherfucking age, man. Kill me. The thing with the freestyle, the freestyle is a tool to help you get better in using cadence and linguistics. Using whatever is around you to maximum effect. It's just like sparring in a ring. Right. You just get better and better and better so that when you actually do what you Whoops. I don't do know I, what do happened. Do I have there, to be but... there in order for it to uh, I think so. Okay. Sorry, press play. My bad. Sorry guys, you're gonna have to watch me wipe my snot now or dab it, because that's the right way to do it. It's according to Denzel. Hmm. I think you did something to it. Hold on, I'll try to set it up again. Okay, sorry about that. That's weird that it has to go through. Oh, hold on. Take this. This pod... it's actually just it's actually just freezing there. Oh, is it? Okay, this pause is brought to you by <laughs> James's sickness. Sorry about the... That must be really awful for a listener to just hear like six seconds of just silence except for the odd... <laughs> <laughs> Click the link again. Maybe a new, fresh one will work. Hey, hold on. Maybe if I move past... So how do you share that screen? Um, I just, uh, the the, the like third a, button on the bottom. Yeah. That says share screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I just click that and then just choose whatever I want to. Um, yeah, it seems to be stuck. After I don't see I it get, even on the side anymore, though. Yeah, I get I get a blue circle of, uh, okay. well, of eternal weight. <laughs> Can you share it again or can you just not like it just won't let you <clears throat> yeah just after 46 seconds it just won't play oh well that's fucking weird oh that's because i went out i just won't go out just share it again no no i did it I, I i like refreshed the page and everything and it won't play at 46 seconds it just stops oh, for fuck's sakes why does like okay i'm this upsets me i'm upset now oh, i'm so upset <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Apparently, I can download all these videos now on like Facebook and YouTube, but then they disappear to like a place that I can't find. (laughs) I'm so annoyed with everything. This is what happens when I'm sick. It's probably really easy solutions and, and all that, but I'm just, you know. All right, you fucks. Here we go. 
and a little bit. An unexpected error during local playback. Try again. Really? Really? Yep. It's corrupted? It seems hell. How is that possible? To help you get better in using cadence and linguistics. whatever is around you to maximum effect. It's just like sparring in a ring. Right. You just get better and better and better so that when you actually do what you've written... 46 seconds. Boom. <sighs> well, it's dope, guys. I'm telling you. It's really fun. It's amazing. <laughs> Fucking awful. What is... Why doesn't anything work? What Do they know I'm sick? Is that what... Is that what You're having is? a day. You're having a day, my friend. Oh, my God. I, I don't understand what's happening. Okay. Well, whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> let's talk about gonna, something else. Yeah. Let's let's talk about something else before I end the show because I think I'm... Uh... <laughs> if Spenny was here, I would honestly just already be gone. I'd just be like, okay. If someone wants to... Hey, does anyone want to just come and, and, and you know, fill in for, for Jamesy? I'm going to put the link here. I'll, I'll take anyone. I won't even, like, kick you off. You guys can just, like... And if it's a disaster, I'll just trust Douglas to just be like, okay, well, this is over. How's that? Can do that? I can't do anything. I have no producer credentials. You're my co-host. You're the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> you are. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, fuck. Oh, I have you nothing. are spitting in the face of hip hop on its birthday. Who is? I am. I think. I, yeah, I think you are. I am not spitting in the face of hip. How dare you say such a thing? That is awful. I would never spit in the face of hip hop. I I would fucking. I'm sick. He's drooling or post nasal dripping in yeah. the face of hip hop. Paying for the cocaine habit that I had like 10 years ago right now. But whatever, you know. Sir, diss me. Diss a man while he's sick. Tell him that his greatest passion in life is just bullshit and he's spitting in the face of it, you know. I didn't, I didn't interview hip hop legends all le that, this year and last year to be, to, to be told that I spit in the face of hip hop. You know, the DOC knows who I am, Shane. <laughs> he does. Julie Black is, is considering doing a hook on one of my shitty tracks. So fuck you, you know, black bald, baby, you know. <clears throat> I'm not playing. I, I can't play the vid. I don't know what's wrong with the vid. The vid there's something wrong with the video. That's, that's all there is to it. Get it started. Jeez, <laughs> someone's demanding. <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you brought this up the guy brings up chuck d fuck you i told you that the situation was repaired he thought it was a racist and then a mutual friend named ernie panicoli told him that no i wasn't and then chuck d's like okay he's not a racist he probably still thinks i am but fuck as a hero as you, imagine a hero <laughs> calling you like you know homophobic or something <laughs> oh my god yeah <clears throat> literally i had like every album i knew every word to every one of his songs i had his poster on my wall as a kid i got beat up once for wearing a fear of a black planet shirt and then 20 whatever years later he's like seems that uh 500 years of white supremacy has spawned this and it was my piece in the huffington post which if you fucking read it it was very reasonable it was like I support all the things that Black Lives Matter is doing for the most part, except for the Marxism and the, you know, the, the stopping of traffic and the 
blatant hypocrisy in the violence, but like the 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 idea that the leader should be awarded a, a special award when she said that Justin Trudeau was a white supremacist terrorist, I was just like, maybe that's not a good look for the organization. Maybe she should mm-hmm. resign. What? White person with an opinion on something that's Black Lives Matter related? That's stupid. Anyways. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Shane. I appreciate that. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> You can't win them all. You know. You know what? I came out of that actually. Like, I I still like pretend that it like bothers me. It actually doesn't bother me at all because I think to give him the benefit of the doubt, he probably is used to reading as an American, is used to reading shit that is anytime someone wrote, wrote about that shit, they were always coming from a place of racial right. racial racial like divisions and you know and liking the race and, and and you know like actual racism like right. But I was a contrarian moderate progressive who wrote about criticizing someone on the left and anytime that happens especially when it, we're polarized you know bad things happen this is 2016 you know mm-hmm. it was like when we were all kind of becoming our little pc selves and you know trying to figure out what we can say and what we can't and all that and i was like fuck that we just say what you want you know hmm. what you want. yeah go ahead douglas this is where you say stuff now Ah, oh, man. Well, I mean, I don't have anything as interesting as that going on. <laughs> oh, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. Pardon? This is going to be called the disaster episode. I named oh, yeah, this is going to be the total disaster yeah. episode. Uh, no, uh, well, today is is a big day here uh, at the Beaver Lodge. Um, <clears throat> now, it's not really, really exciting, but uh, we're, we, it'll be... Uh, Tomorrow will be two years uh, that we've moved in here. And, two years? Really? Yeah. And we're still in renovations. <laughs> oh, so you're not, so you weren't talking about your podcast. You're talking about your house. Yes. I call okay. it the Beaver Lodge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, with there's home renovation grants to help make your house more energy efficient. Right. Okay. So my partner is a green chemist. That's right. He, he figured out how to recycle batteries or some shit, right? Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the lithium uh, the lithium out of uh, car batteries uh, in a grade that it doesn't need to be purified again. You can just like put it right back in a battery and let's go. Okay. Um, with a zero liquid and solid waste okay. as well. Um, so basically like the day we moved in we heard that in our at our city they had a program where uh if you made some changes to your house to make it more energy efficient and you reach certain targets um you can get a loan of up to 10 percent of the assessed value of your home right okay yes. and that they would give you 30 percent of that up front so that you could pay some down payments and then when you submit everything and you have the you know the the assessment and they say yes you've reached these targets yes then you know all that will happen and if you reach a certain target they'll actually forgive five thousand of it right okay so and that's a it's a and it's a 20-year interest-free loan so which wow. is pretty good given that interest rates are going up right um and then uh, with the federal one, there's the Canada Greener Homes Loan. So we applied to that. Now, the thing is, is that they were asking us, we had to get estimates. It took about a year and uh, three quarters 
to get the estimates for all the projects we were looking at or considering because nobody had the time. Everybody was short staffed. COVID was taking people out. Uh, when they wanted to, when they were free to do an estimate, there was a supply shortage on something and they had no idea what the price was going to be next time. So they oh, wow. <laughs> it took forever. Wow. Today, this very day, which is the reason why our more morning show was recorded. Yeah. Some of the loans have, some of the loans came through finally, but today we had somebody come and this place now has an electrical connection to the oh. utility that brings us in to this actual century <laughs> wow, or this crazy. millennium even <laughs> so weird. apparently we had such low voltage that coming in that it was really easy to make the everything jump so uh if we wanted for example the garage one day to be able to have a charging station for an EV, which our next car will be, yeah. uh, we had to boost. We had to change the whole electrical panel oh, wow. to bring us up to like 200 or 240. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what, it, what what the thing is, but from where we were before. So that happened today. And it's like, my beaver sweetie comes home yesterday and he's all sick. So are you excited? Are you excited? It's like, it's finally happening. And I was like, Yes, I'm excited that stuff is finally happening because it's been like two years of conversations, right? About the renovations in the house and this. And it's like with nothing actually major happening and things being delayed. And then I'm sitting there, yes, I'm excited, but it's the electrical panel. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's a new kitchen <laughs> or, you know, we, we, we changed the shower so we got spray coming from all over, or, you know, or we, we bought a hot tub. It's, it, it's the electrical panel. It's like, yay, it's gray. <laughs> so but we are now officially in the complete other phase after like two years of essentially being in a holding pattern. Things actually are happening. Well, that's good because it's I don't really know nice. what it's like to buy a house. I'm hoping that oh. I know what it's like to buy a house one day, but I don't right now. And I think, um, first of all, you're more of an adult for me just for that. Second of all, I'm realizing now that the reason why you went against your instinct and got with someone that was younger than you is because he's got a big fucking brain and oh, yeah. he probably has the discipline of an older guy, right? That's probably yep. what it is. He's an old soul, maybe, you know, like just like beyond yep. his years, all that kind of shit. Yep. So that's yep. good. All I, that, uh, yeah. I rent, I rent. And I'm 47. I just got my first credit card ever in my life, like, like a week ago. Wow. Okay. And I'm afraid to use it. So. Yeah. I think I'm yeah, going to I... go now. <laughs> I can't stop sniffling. I feel like I, I just, I don't even know. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll put the show up because I like to show um, my, my failures along with my triumphs. This was not a triumph. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have done this show. Um I'm glad that you were here. I'm glad I was able to talk to you before the show. I think the conversation we had before the show was more valuable to me than anything we've talked about here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, but um, in any event, thank you for putting up with this piece of shit for this, uh, <laughs> for what, an hour and four minutes. Um, and this is coming off a of casual Friday from last week. Where, yep. where we, we rocked. That one was a good one. Dude, I was, I, I, I'm such a lightweight now. I drank two Coronas, which for me is like the most I, I ever drink, um, and, and a little bit of edibles and then melatonin, 
because I thought the show was only going to go an hour. And then the second hour was me That's just when the melatonin literally unhinged and like slurring. I felt drunk. I really did. Mm. And I, 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 I guess I kind of was in a sense. I'm such a lightweight, like two Coronas of like 10 milligrams of edibles and melatonin. And I'm like, I fucking hate white women. Like I was just completely un, unhinged. And I, was, and I just let you talk there. Yeah, you don't don't yeah. don't ever let me talk. I'm not I'm not the the guy that you let talk. I'm the guy that lets other people talk, so I don't say anything stupid. That's the whole point oh. of my show. That is how I I, I progress from being a, a, a hothead on the Dean Blundell show to a fairly successful podcaster on Blackballed. When I realized, oh, the best shows are when you shut the fuck up, stupid, and fucking let the other person talk, dummy. And that's what I did. That's a, 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 and I have like shows like that where I'm proud of myself, and then there's shows right. like this one. And last casual Friday, where I'm just like, bah, 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 bah. I'd rather blow a guy than kiss him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what am I doing? What am I talking about? These are just like, I'm a broken man. I'm trying to get over a separation. I'm trying to fucking like write a book. I'm trying to do a podcast. And I think I'm not focused enough because I'm not, you know what it is? I, I, I'm not on any medication. I don't have any okay. medication for the first time in years because I ate all the Adderall and now. I can't have any, which is fine because I don't want any because I might hear things and see things. And uh, this is unbridled ADHD in a 47-year-old man. That's what okay. this is. So I have to figure this out. I get that. Well, you know, it's, yeah. I always say, right, be kind to and gentle with yourself. I mean, you're going through a lot. Ah. I feel worse when I start to feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry for myself at all. Even if you're moving to something better and something healthier, because transitions are hard, my friend. Transitions are, they're they're a bitch. Yes, they are. (laughs) They really are. So, you know, cut yourself a bit of slack. It's a little transphobic, I think. Transition's not a bitch, because sometimes be a bastard, right? Hey, transitions can be a bastard. Stereotyping a little bit there. Uh, transition transitions are gender neutral the only thing i like about that is that if i really went off my rocker and went totally insane i could if i wanted to declare myself a female and just become a lesbian i could do that if i wanted to i'm not saying it would be wouldn't be fraudulent because it totally would but i can i have the choice if i really want to escape i'd be the ugliest lesbian oh my god you know just terrible you think yeah i mean i have a woman's bum so I have that going for me, but the rest of me is very guyish. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. Is, is Ryan going to save us? Ryan, Lin- what, that's a little too close, son. You know? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Can you hear me? Absolutely. Yeah, we can nice to see you. Holy shit, that is too close. What'd you just do? And what is it? Your first podcast with that light? Come on, oh. man. Like, Dude, I'm in my kitchen. I'm not even... I just... I. I totally forgot it was friday i just got back tilt and lean the and then and then you're and then actually can see your ass as you lean on the counter you know like actually not of... even here she's she's not here she's at work oh, okay can i all right here i'm just trying to find the better spot to be put your big melon in front of the lights oh look at that they're all pointed at the camera that's the problem like like look at this yeah. hang on theme oh, today. You know you're right, James. Fuck, you can I'm gonna walk around. There you Hang go. On. Right, right there. Just stay right there. Stay right there. The other side of the counter. There you There's go, buddy. That's there better. There's that face. Hey oh, there. Oh, there we go. Hi guys. Hi. Hi, buddy. I'm sick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we've known that for years, but and, and failing, failing at this podcast thing that I'm trying to do tonight. I'm uh... yes, we're drowning. We need your help. Head is so big. What's going on? I think, I think your head has gained a couple pounds, dude. I'd be a horrible Barbie. Can we talk about that for a second? What's can that? About the bar- the, can we talk about the Barbie thing for a second? Yes, please. Yeah, could we? That's why I'm wearing the pink. Uh, Here, I'll, let me fix this camera. Hang on. Is that better? Hi, Pierre. Ryan again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, let's talk about Barbie for a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Should, I don't. I don't think that anyone should have bothered Justin Trudeau for uh, for posting that picture. I think that it was stupid to bu- to, to to bug him about it. Yeah. But I also think that doing something that you know will troll the crazies into saying crazy shit probably not a, the best use of a world leader's time. That's all I'm. Talking. I I I agree. I I gotta give him. I gotta give him a bit of credit for the uh, the troll job. But at the same time, um, do we do we do we want him to not have human moments? Or like, I, I get it. The timing was suspect. Don't get me wrong. I think it worked out well in his favor, and I can't blame him for using it. But at the same time, like I put a, I put a tweet out yesterday and I said, I'm not interested. Nobody in this house is interested in watching the movie. Nobody. I don't care about Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't care if you want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you don't want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we literally set the world on fire for a week about a fucking movie about a, about a doll from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> like what is wrong with us what are we doing what are we doing we're so preoccupied and it and it's like the issue du jour let's get all angry about this thing today and then we forget about i, I actually i think I, I i i compared it to guacamole at a summer barbecue that's the shelf life of these things now yep what yeah. are we doing yeah. Well, I think social media, we all know that social media is the like vomit trough of the internet, right? Like we, we know <laughs> this. Yes. And so, right. to, so to you, to utilize, it's like we all still gravitate towards it because everyone's gravitating towards it. And then we use it in a way that brings out the worst in people. And, and then we excuse the action that brought out the worst in people because that action wasn't as bad as the worst that came out of people. And it's yeah. just like, Oh, for fuck's sakes! If, if if Trudeau doesn't do that, then a whole bunch of people don't use the F word, right? Then a whole bunch of people don't disparage people for wearing pink and and bully people for being gay or Team Barbie or whatever the fuck it happens to be. That like it just unleashes a whole bunch of stuff, and then he, then he can sit back and just be like, "Oh well, it wasn't my fault that they reacted that." Well, it wasn't your fault that they're assholes, but it is kind of your fault that. Yeah, you brought out the assholes in them, and 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 I'm just saying, but, if we're gonna take a look at social media in an honest way, I think trolling is part of the problem. It's not part of like anything that I think is good. I, I you know, and and then then when he did the other thing with the with his daughter, you know, that was almost him admitting that the first thing was kind of a troll job, and now here's like evening it out because you know, girl shot shot and chaser. Yeah, like my son, like look how subversive my children are. My son goes to Barbie. My daughter 
watches a movie about science and technology, totally like, you know, subversive for the typical gender roles, I think is what he was maybe getting. I don't know. What the fuck? It right? did seem kind of virtue it just doesn't make any sense. It's in, in 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 on the face of it, it's not a bad thing that he did. No, but but he knew, and or his handlers knew, or someone knew that. Oh, you're gonna get fucking like you know a bunch of like homophobic people and misogynists are gonna say a bunch of shit. So but, why bother? But yeah, they say that because the sun came up on a day he breathes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's he gonna you're do? Right. What's he gonna do? Right? Not do it. Not be yeah. a human. I'll I guess be back in a second. Gotta get my court. It. Sorry. Okay. Right. He knows people are gonna troll. He knows people are gonna lose their effing minds. Absolutely. He knows like this. But it's like here you're sitting there and it's like, okay, he takes his son to see Barbie, you lose your mind. Yeah. He takes his daughter to see Oppenheimer, you lose your mind. Yeah, he takes his kid out trick or treating, dressed as someone from Paw Patrol, because that's apparently Marxist or something like that. <laughs> you lose your mind. Uh, he dresses up as Superman. Sorry, you lose your mind. He yeah. appears in Canada's Dry Grace. You lose your mind. He goes to Pride. You lose your mind. Um, everybody fifteen to thirty four. Or sixteen to thirty four, because let's say the elections in two years. Everybody sixteen. Yeah. So do you just not want their votes? Like at I all? Get it. No, I get it. I I, told, I do get that. Sorry, I'm just trying to find a way to chart. This thing's dying, so I was trying to find a way to. I'm I'm moving locations again. Sorry. Um, no, I, I get that. I totally do. But I I had a thought. I'm just gonna hold the fucking thing. Um, I had a thought. Um, yesterday when uh, when it went away. And the Doug Ford thing kind of like took everything over, right? So, but how much awareness do we need to raise about things on the internet now? About um, what on the internet? Awareness. Oh, we don't. We do it for nefarious reasons now. We don't. Uh, do I was it. just gonna say, are are we all aware that are we all aware that cancer exists? Yeah. Okay. Are I don't think that's the best example, that? but I think that I know where you're going, but go ahead. Hang on. Are we aware that, um, uh, well, and I'm just, I'll just use, the, I'm going to use like very, very generalized terms here. Are we aware that, um, the black community was persecuted for like centuries? <laughs> Do we need to keep raising awareness on these or can we just all just, if we're going to do something, do something about it. Don't just post things with a hashtag and think you're fucking helping. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and just all you're doing is causing problems on the internet, which a, they're not real problems in real life. So it doesn't matter. Um, go out and volunteer somewhere, go out and donate to a fucking cause. Go actually like do something tangible rather than tweet about it and fight about it on the internet. Use the internet to show your cat videos and your fucking whatever. Like we all did. Remember when Facebook was the, like first opening up and we were all doing like we didn't know what to do with it. And we we're like, Ryan's at home. James is going to work. I miss those days. Hmm. Because now. What, like, why are we here? Why do we do this? Why do we do social media now? Hmm. Yeah, I know. 
we do it because we think we have to. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a compulsion, right? I think that's the word. It's a compulsion. And and I don't think a lot of people realize. I think it's like an automatic robotic thing that we do now. Um, yeah. When it comes to like, and yes, we all hold strong beliefs about things. What did we do before the internet? When we held a strong belief about something. I don't know. We went to the library, didn't we? <laughs> or, or, or we went to like wherever we needed to go to help out that cause. Right. We don't do that anymore. We just go online because now it's done. I've, I've done my part by putting a tweet out. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it, it just, it's, it's so disingenuous now. And Justin Trudeau's tweet was incredibly disingenuous, both of them. And I'm just going to say it right out loud. So. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I mean, look, at, like it's easy to go on his side with it because it is the, you know, it's 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 not, it's nothing he said was inherently wrong. But his motivation, no. his motivation, that's what it is, you know. Exactly, <laughs> and and I would have said the same of anybody that was was on the opposite side of the spectrum of saying that it was some sort of weird grooming technique because it's a Barbie movie. <laughs> The only reason why I wasn't interested in going was because I knew that I'd get in trouble for staring at Margot Robbie. Like I yeah. would have gotten trouble for staring at Margot Robbie <laughs> because Ashley, don't get me wrong. My wife would have stared at her too, but um, Ryan Gosling is not her choice of guy. So it's like, what are we going to do with this movie? I, I got in trouble for staring at Margot Robbie. <laughs> See, that validates my, <laughs> validates my, my stance. <laughs> I did it. But that's one good looking woman. She is. Oh my God. Come on. No, she's like, like symmetrically perfect. That one. And she's a really kick ass actress, I have to say. Yeah. No, I've never seen her in anything which she was bad yet. No. No, I agree. I, Tanya, was just mind blowingly good. James, would you uh, like. Do you have any desire to go see the movie? What movie? Barbie. No, absolutely not. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to. Would you go it. and take your daughter to go see Barbie? Uh, probably, but I've been reading stuff from people that I kind of like that are moderates that are like it is like a fucking ninety minute virtue signal fest. But I don't know. Like I don't know if I. You know, I want my daughter to have common sense without being manipulated by um, media and entertainment. Yeah, you know, like, like it, it is a. It's supposed to be like ridiculously like progressive and woke, not in the good way, but in the kind of like woke is the only way to be, or else you're a racist, and and that's just that, like that kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't like that. I, I like you know, and maybe maybe you have a different opinion about it, Douglas. But that's you know, like look, I, I listen to Bill Maher, and I still respect his opinions on certain things because I think he gets a very bad rep for. He went weird though. He went yeah. weird. Did he? Yeah. Well, he, he did it on the vaccine like he forced stuff. It, it, it yeah. felt forced. It felt forced what he did because he was all about. Do you remember at the beginning of his show or the beginning of the pandemic when he was doing his show from his backyard? Yeah, and he was like totally telling people, "Guys, fucking just stay home. Just stay home. It's fine." And then all of a sudden, he, like it was like a one eighty because he realized. You know what I think it was? It was he saw Joe Rogan. He saw what Joe Rogan was doing, and he saw there was a there was a a market, and there was nobody on TV doing what. He, Joe Rogan was doing so why not jump the bandwagon a little bit don't get me wrong he still has very good views on other things mm. 
He's very centrist. I love that about him. I always have. Ever since like the back back in the days of Politically Incorrect, it was my favorite fucking show in the world. And then all of a sudden he went fucking weird on that one because it was almost like it was a, a trending fucking algorithm. It was a trending hashtag of the other side that nobody was doing. So he filled a void. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that was genuine or not, right? So again, talking about disingenuous ways of using media, here we are, you know? Yeah. It happens mm-hmm. on all sides of, of, of the spectrum, so. Yeah. So, well, I went to see the movie the other day, um, and I didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't get that at all. Um, it is, how do you put it? It presents as that. It presents as that. Uh, but if you consider, because you have to go with the story, not see what you want to see, if you consider that there are two worlds, right? There's the real world, and then there's Barbie's world, <laughs> right? Okay, I guess, and in Barbie's world, things. I'm have a Barbie been, girl in a Barbie world. Just right? so you know. Things have always been one way. In the real world, things have been always been one way, except they're mirrors of each other, essentially. So. Right. But there comes, there's a pivotal scene between Ken and Barbie, like this, where he asks her about a, a couple of questions, like this, and it lands. Well, like it, it really what lands. Is it? We're not going to see it. Tell us what the questions Well, are. I don't want to spoil it for people who didn't. Oh, come on. All right, listen, everybody, I'm going to give you five seconds to shut this off if you're on your way to see the movie. One, two, three, four, five. Douglas, what, we're not going to see it. What were the questions? Okay, so basically, they have to go to the real world, and Ken discovers patriarchy and brings it back to Barbie world. Yeah, I'm already disinterested. Okay. I'm already out. <laughs> yeah, okay, already... but brings it back. Like <laughs> but so at one point, when Barbie comes back and everything's changed, all right, like this. Yeah, he's like he's just looking at her. So, how do you like it? Doesn't feel good, does it? Which, yeah, okay, I right? get that. So, um, and then when you get to the end of the story, basically the end of the story is maybe everything one way, one side or the other, is not good. Maybe you need to make a little room. Need some harmony, right? Which is yeah. not so. If you're sitting there and if you're like, like us, oh, there's another anti-man thing and another anti-man thing and another anti-man thing. Well, by the time you get to the end, where we're saying, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe not every night needed to be girls' night, <laughs> right? Because there's a scene before where he's like looking at her and like this, and it's got a girls' night forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it's uh, like, can it's I like, interject? Uh, for, can, okay, can I, can I interject for a second and um and harken back to the old days of Casual Friday? Yeah, and say good fucking night and let you guys just run amok because uh, you guys you guys can just go right now or you can stay for look a bit or what? I I have to go. I have to first of all, I have to go because um, my sickness is now impacting my ability to sit in a spot for too long because I ooh. have to go to the little boys' room, and that is sharing too much but this is why I'm, i have to go i have to go guys all right good night guys good night. i love you i'm sorry everybody love you uh, too guys we'll talk to you guys soon all right um so you're you're oh shit i'm the only producer i have to yep. fucking 
Okay, you have to go. Okay, well, let's let's call it a show then. Take care of yourself. Okay. Goodbye, buddy. I love right. you. Bye, everyone. No one gets an intro or an outro. There's no outros for no, 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 no. Go take care of yourself. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.